Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Episode 33 of Social Suplexes Podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Delete. I am your host, Floyd Johnson. And with me again is from One Nation Radio. It's Mr. James Boyd. How are you doing today, James? I'm doing good, man. Apologies are in order. You know, obviously I'm not Tiffany, but, you know, in in, in a pinch, I can do pretty well. Yes, our buddy Tiffany has been under the weather all week, so she's not able to make this show. So James, uh, James stepped in. You know, he 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 showed up and said, "Hey, I'll do the show with you." Because right now, if you don't know, uh, there's a AAA pay per view going on, and <laughs> Kenny Omega is going to be wrestling Ray Phoenix, and it's the match that everybody is watching. I was like, no one's gonna want to do this show tonight. I was like, no one's gonna want to do the show. But I was like, everybody's going to be watching that match. Damn it, I don't want to be watching that match. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm just gonna get I'm I'm just gonna get around and watch it like sometime tomorrow, but probably before the uh, NFL games. It's one of the can't miss matches. I I've been very open to that. I think Ray Phoenix is one of the best wrestlers in the world that no one talks about as being one of the best wrestlers in the world. Every huh. time he's in the ring, he does something I've never seen before. See, the thing for me was I remember uh, maybe last year or maybe even two years. Yeah, last year it was um, we were talking about uh, with Rich. I was saying, like, I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And we were all kind of like, yeah, right. I don't even know if it was like a we came to the conclusion then. And then um, I think sometime earlier this year we were kind of like talking like, all right, North America, like, aside, like who is better than Phoenix like that besides like Ricochet? I like mean, as far as as far as just a talent, like total talent in the ring. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like every time he does something that drops my jaw, or he he puts a little twist on something that I've seen yeah. before, and it's just like I think like I love him in his tag team. I love him in the Lucha Bros, but I'm like 
And that's when people tell me that, you know, there's no, like, middle talent in AEW. And I'm like, they haven't even broken up the Lucha Bros yet. That's a yeah. whole new set of matches that most people in America that, you know, you know, like a casual fan haven't seen. You know, right. there's a whole new list of matches right there. And they can work any style. I was like, and Pentagon, his charisma is just off the charts. So I was just like... I'm like, you haven't even seen everything yet. The Lucha Bros are amazing together, but I think they might be better apart. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 probably. Because, I mean, if you're a promotion, right, like, and obviously we had the jokes because we just did the, the WWE draft and they did Alexa and, and Nikki as separate picks, whatever else. But, like, yes, if this were a draft, they would be more valuable as separate picks than as, as actual team. But, like, you were still driving as a team and then split them up afterwards. Like, right? You yeah. went, so, but, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, on my other show, I went in on the draft. And I was just like, it was, it, <laughs> I was like, that was a draft done for people that have never seen a draft work or don't know how a draft works. They've seen highlights of a draft, but they don't know how drafts work. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that it works for even people that didn't see it. Like, okay, so, we're... we're on one end, we're saying that we're not, you know, people's value is not as high because of injuries, yet you still take Drew McIntyre, like, in the first round of a draft. What? And Jinder Mahal at all. Jinder yeah. Mahal, injured Jinder Mahal got drafted, but healthy Cesaro didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's the joke has always been about Cesaro. Everyone is, you know, really upset about Cesaro, but like, okay, so, like, you mean to tell me that like Ray Mysterio Jr. goes, uh, Ray Mysterio, sorry, uh, Ray Mysterio goes af- in, a, in like a round or two after gender who's injured? Like, I, whatever. Like, it, it boggles the mind. Like, they, whatever. Like, what year are we on? Are we on year? I don't know, year ten or so of them trying to find like the next Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah, yeah, about that yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. <laughs> Put uh put Ricochet under a mask and call him what he was in Lucha Underground. That's there's your next Rey Mysterio. I mean, maybe I don't know. I, I was don't. Just, I'm, I'm I'm completely kidding. That was a complete joke. R- Ricochet should never be under a mask. That dude's too talented and guy has too much charisma. He, he doesn't he made, need him. He, he made. Uh, I I mean the way I mean, look his in a WWE a lot of people have their own unique versions of uh, types of charisma but like in WWE it doesn't matter unless you can fit the specific charisma that Vince needs for you so like you look at what Ricochet has done on the I don't know it's AEW podcast but you look at what Ricochet has done on the on uh on WWE on the main roster and it's like he may as well have a mask on at least he could sell something he could yeah. sell he could he could use that to cover up the per- the fact that like he looks like just a ge- generic baby face number 59 except this one does like all the crazy flips in the world yeah yeah I mean it may help him I uh it's one of those things in WWE uh I've heard this term that the star making machine is broken well it's not I don't think it's broken I just think it's um, it's being run by somebody that knows how to make a 1970s eight, or versus 1980s star, and he doesn't know how to make a star in 2019. But uh, I, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. But you know what? You know what? You know what's the best part? Once AEW becomes more popular, as we bring it back now to AEW, <laughs> they're just going to steal all the ideas from AEW. 
just like they did with ECW. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like they did with every other company. So just wait a year, and then all of a sudden you're going to see a person rising up from the stage with a bunch of lights and sparklers, and Seth Rollins is going to have Becky Lynch on his arms, and going to be like, "Man, that looks oh really God. man, that looks really really familiar." Oh my God! And, and you know, and the WWE fans will be like, "Man, I've never seen anything like this before. It's amazing and super original." But we will all know where it came from. We will all know. We will all know. <sighs> yeah. So I just, like I said, it's just one of those things. I love when another organization comes along because now WWE has something to steal from now. What? what? Okay, I get that, but why, why can't they? Why can't they steal from NXT? Besides, uh, aside, aside from the roster and the talent, why can't they steal storylines from NXT at least? Dude, I don't know. Um, Undisputed era is just like you could basically that charisma, and you could put that in the OC and let them do a cosplay version of it, and I think it would get over like hell, and I think it would get over amazingly. But I don't think they really care like it doesn't feel like they care about getting people really over anymore uh, i feel like they try to do certain things but it typically feels like it's the same thing over and over again except the people except it's they try to use different puppets to do the same thing uh so like becky or sorry so bailey uh last night like she cut the promo of I turned because the people didn't, you know, because of the people not supporting me, which is like the same thing they tried with Becky around this time last year, thir- let's say 13, 14 months difference, right? So it's like, how many times are we going to get the either A, I turn heel, and then either A, I don't explain the reason why I turn for heat like they deal with Ambrose, B, you or you slash you don't deserve a, an explanation because screw you people, or you people uh, uh, are what caused me to turn as if, like, everybody is Hulk Hogan uh, in WCW before he went to NWO or, like, or uh, Rocky uh, Maivia. Like, it, it's, it, it feels like they, obviously, you know, they're saying, obviously, like, wrestling is uh, repeats upon itself, but, like, it even down to the words in the, in the, in the wordplay, like, it just feels like they keep hitting the same thing, like, Last night, Becky hit the classic Vince, uh, life sucks and then you die line, which is like, that's like one of the most famous promos in WWE history. Why would you repeat exactly that? And and to me, if she wanted to do it for nostalgia, to, to quote, she would say, to quote, quote a great man and give put Vince over, life sucks and then you die. Just add that one sentence and I think it hits home more. Bailey would have never been more attracted to him that moment if he had actually if she had actually did that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm just saying right. it, to so me, to, can... to all of us, it would have been like, okay, she knows what she's doing. They're just not repeating lines. I just don't. I don't know. They, right. they, it's like they, they, you forgot everything that happened before today, and it's just like that's just right. not how the hardcore fans work. Whether it's good or what's bad, it's that's just not how we work. We don't forget what happened yesterday. We remember really, really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean it don't even necessarily takes it don't even have to necessarily even take a hardcore fan. Like if you're somebody that's popping in and out. Yeah. I mean like, that's true. You know? Um and then, you know, it's also SmackDown. We're having a singles match to start off the show. Interference, somebody helps uh, helps even the odds. 
what do you know? We have a tag match later of the night. Do you know my ne- wife? Never seen that before. My wife pointed that out. My wife, who seriously only watches wrestling when we're together to watch it, and that's not very often. I mean, uh-huh. once or twice a month pointed that out. Oh, wow. See? She, she's like, so the singles matches, it's the same guys, but now the tag match at the end of the show? That's yeah. stupid. That's exactly what she said. Yeah. I mean, and look, I, I look, it, it, it felt right at home the fact that it was SmackDown, but the only thing that was missed was Teddy Long. That's, yeah, that's about dude, it. Dude. It is. You know, and it's funny because, you know, people like tongue-in-cheek and people like when WWE makes fun of themselves. If they would have had Teddy Long come out and announce <laughs> a tag team <laughs> match. That would that would have been hilarious, and it would have yeah. been the right kind of hilarious. Where WWE's like, "Oh, we know what we do is ridiculous, but yeah. you know, we remember it." You know, it's so, just, but no one would say anything like that. So I'm assuming, like, in the next like month or so, like, or maybe after we get past Crown Jewel or whatever, like, they they will like get on the stage where they start having you know whoever it is say that like. If somebody gets out of line, you will have to go one-on-one with Braun Strowman. Like, Braun Strowman will now take up the Undertaker slash Randy Orton 2011 mantle of, you act you act up on my TV show, and we will send the, the top person, the, the top ass-kicker to come make life miserable for you. So, it's just a matter of time. We'll see. You got to go one-on-one with Kane Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is an AEW show, so what's up, AEW? Yes, yes, AEW, a big week. Another, We start off talking about the ratings, another successful, cautiously successful uh, week. Uh, but before we start that, I want to remind you this show is this episode of All Things Elite. It's brought to you by PowerSlam TV. PowerSlam TV, where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe, right onto your laptop and mobile device. Use the closed social suplex to get your first month free. So, uh, ratings. Ratings. Uh, I have not cared about ratings literally in 20 years. I remember uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we'd always, uh, we were in high school, and I would always check who won Raw or Nitro, and I remember Nitro just kept winning for those 83 weeks, and, you know, Raw finally did it, and, uh, well, with this one, AEW, uh, they win week three, but the thing is, their viewers dropped on TNT by 100,000 people. Now, James, uh, I would like to know, is this cause for worry? Because they have steady declined all three weeks. Or two uh, the, the next two weeks after the first week. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess sure, but eventually it's going to settle. Um, and I think I think the one thing that needs to be uh, brought into mind was, or, or between you know NXT and also AEW is that like, if I had told you that both of those shows were going to open over a million, you. You, I don't think you'd be tripping over the fact that like they're about to do dip under at least NXT is gonna hit like you know maybe below seven hundred thousand, um, especially this week. Um, NXT or in that AEW is also gonna drop below a million. Like you wouldn't trip over that. Like uh, this week they're gonna get slaughtered um, because they're going up against I believe a World Series game. They're also going up against um, uh, kickoff week for the NBA. I think it's. A Boston Celtics game, so like that's and I think it's Boston, Boston versus uh, Philly, so it's a huge market. So like both both Wednesday shows are gonna creamed in the ratings. Um, 
And SmackDown's gonna get creamed in the ratings when NBA has their first Friday night game too. So like the the wrestling boom people thought was gonna happen, like is not gonna look like that come uh, this coming week. But you know we'll we'll see where we are like you know a couple weeks from now. Like eventually we're gonna figure out what a selling number is for all these shows, and we'll go from there. Like uh, I don't, I mean NXT dropped as far as uh, in the time slot to thirtieth or whatever else, but you know as far as uh, SmackDown or AEW Dynamite, they're still they're still high ranked, so I, I wouldn't wouldn't be too concerned. Um, and you know, like me, my my personal thought on ratings is like as long as this shit's gonna still stay on TV, like I don't, I, I mean, as long as there's nothing like that's oh my god, they're gonna might they might have to take this, this is a worrying trend that means it's gonna like eventually end up off TV. That's really my only time I'm really concerned about it. So um, I, I would say you know after this week, then you start keep looking and and keep. You know, pay attention just for the trend, not for like, you know, checking out the demos and seeing, you know, all that kind of stuff that we get with, the, you know, Meltzer drops or whatever else uh, throughout the week. Yeah, I, I remember on Dave podcast, I think he said they were uh, TNT was hoping for 500,000. So it's still <laughs> do- it's still doubling what they were hoping for. My uh, my uh, thought process is just, you know, just trying to be realistic. It's like. I've always been told by wrestling fans, and of course, I always say my circle is super small. I think it's huge, but really, it's it's small. It's the wrestling fans that are on the internet and that have social media. Um, you know, they always say, man, a whole bunch of people keep watching if you have good shows. And it feels like even the people that hate on AEW thinks all three shows have been fairly good and, you know, the word of mouth is there. And I just figured the number, I, I figured it would drop that first week. And, you know, and, but I figured it would start, you know, slowly going back up. But I do not, I do not take in or give enough credit to that thing we call baseball. Because I fucking hate baseball. So, <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it's Obviously, you know, uh, AEW does not do all that well with, uh, was it, uh, over over 49? But, yes. you know, like, there is still a population there, and that's going to be taken away with baseball. Um, now, as far as, um, as far as, uh, like, baseball being, you know, such a big deal, I mean, it, it also hurts, it also could possibly hurt because, like, it's the fan base is, like, Granted, Houston's not some huge, um, some huge like baseball market, but you have a huge population, and Houston is a is a city that like it's an A market well, you know for this, wrestling, yeah, right. But you know this as far as Houston and just like Houston, Atlanta, like they're kind of similar. Was like if you're really good, they'll show up and they'll show out. So yeah, I yeah. mean that's worrying that you know Houston is what the fourth biggest market in the country, and then if not Houston, then then you have the Yankees, which makes it even bigger. So like. Just look, I'm a Yankees fan, but if you're an AEW fan, I guess root for the 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 the, uh, the Astros to win to um, to win the pennant, so that like you can keep the rating up or whatever. Else, so you don't have to worry about your precious dynamite being in any more jeopardy. Even though, like, I don't think that's a thing you need to worry about for like at least a year or so. But whatever, if if you're that like deep into the numbers or whatever else, then yeah, sure. If if you're prone to concern, sure. Yeah. Um. I am um uh, I'm rooting for the Yankees because the Yankees are like the Patriots when they win no one's happy so I root for the Yankees to win. 
That's a funny thing because I'm actually like I grew up a Yankees fan, but like baseball kind of like left me after like Derek Jeter broke his ankle in the playoffs in 2012. So yeah, you know it's kind of you know yeah. it is what it is. Like if they win, I'll be like yeah, cool, but I'm not gonna you know like you know jump up and down in my in my living room. Yeah. Well, when Patriots win, they they talk crap for like three weeks and they're like on the next year. <laughs> Yeah, and the Yankees fans are the same way. You get maybe three weeks to a month, and then they're like on the next year because they kind of expect their team to win the World Series every year. When oh, okay. Houston wins the World Series, oh, I was yeah. still hearing about it three years later. So yeah. no, I can't handle that shit anymore. Okay, <laughs> okay. So what what I will say is, um, I would agree for like the '90s Yankees or even 2000 Yankees. Like I grew up as a kid, like got spoiled by that. And for the record, I live in Tampa Bay, but like. The Rays weren't a, didn't have their first season until '98, so I was a Yankee fan before that. And I was a kid, so it, I don't feel like I have to, have to explain myself to you, you strangers, but whatever. Um, so uh, the thing for me was like when I was a kid, like yeah, they won the four titles in five years, but like I was spoiled by that and everything. And then like you go from 2000 to you don't win a title until 2009, and then like you know, like that was like. That 2009 t- team, like, that is, like, a special team for me. I, I, I hold that in higher regard than even, like, those 90 teams that were a dynasty just because, like, I cherish that now knowing that, like, that's what life is like for most teams. Like, I was spoiled to being to being a fan of a team that was that successful. So, like, I definitely get the the whole thing about, like, feeling like the Yankees like that now. But, like, you know, um, we're our Yankees fans just in general. But, like, there's been a change of guard because like, they've won. I mean, it's 2019. Like, they're, you know, they're about to win one title in 19 years like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you think about it, it's still the Yankees kind of thing. You know, it's still. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, uh, no, fine. fine yeah, I'll wear okay. it. Fine. I'll wear it. The, on the other <laughs> unexpected thing that has been probably hurting is the mass singer. And the Mass Singer is just dominating the Wednesday ratings. They're kicking the uh, baseball's ass. They're kicking everybody's ass. The Mass Singer is it, – it, it's, like, not even in the it's, – it's not even stratosphere. They're, like, outdoing everyone's numbers by 10. Reason being is the show is DVR-proof. Like, I love the Mass Singer, right? I can't wait, you know, till the next day. Like, I can pretty much – turn all the filters off for wrestling and everything until the next day. If I don't want to watch wrestling until later, I usually do it with NXT. I only, I don't watch NXT till Thursday, but with a mass singer, because people are guessing celebrities names, I was on Twitter and I, you know, muted hashtag mass singer. And then I saw a name on the side. It's like, why is that person trending? And I clicked on it. <laughs> this person is this person on the mass singer. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. so it's DVR proof. You have to watch it that night, or your friends are already going to either they're going to either spoil who someone is, or you're going to accidentally because the tweets and stuff don't necessarily have the mass singer. It has the celebrity name in it. I don't know. It's just I love the show. I would love to come on here and hate on it and be like, "Why are you watching that stupid crap?" But it's so entertaining, so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when uh when they said it was gonna be on Wednesday, so I was like, "Damn it, it's going up against the Mass Singer." Because I am a TV guy. I, I watch a lot of TV. Were so, you rooting for Tuesdays? Yeah, I was rooting for Tuesday. Yeah, I, I think we all were, but it just like I, I think early on, like it, uh, when they first said they're going to TNT, I was like, "Okay, so they're doing Wednesdays then," because of you know the NBA and and on Tuesdays they have the weird thing where you know sometimes uh on special editions they'll have 
um, Tuesdays or, or or NBA games, or sometimes NBA will have NBA TV or whatever else. Um, depending on what, like, what special events happen in like the second half or the second half of the season. So, like, I thought it was gonna be just be on Wednesdays, and then like you'll be stuck having to go against you know Wednesday ESPN NBA games. But like, it is what it is. Like, that's you know they pay you know billions of dollars to the NBA. I thought I've just figured that's where it was headed, and that's where it turned out. So you know Wednesday stuff. Wednesday is gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I don't think they'll go under seven hundred thousand. That's like my – I think that's going to be like – those are the people that are going to watch no matter what. We'll see. But I think the fact that they have been putting on good shows, I think they are going to get new fans. And I, I think you'll see that number fluctuate a little bit more, And which is – that's what I was hoping. I was hoping it would go down one week, go up one week, depending on what it's going up against. But mm-hmm. it really hasn't had a competition-free week and the NBA is always hot at the beginning of the season. Then it gets into that middle, and then the ratings, even though they're still up there, they go start going down as people like game. When you get to like game eighteen or nineteen, it's like, eh. yeah, you got and like also, sixty more games, you know, right? And also some of those Wednesday games or any of those national televised games, sometimes he be you know with just five hundred teams from small markets, you don't care like. I don't really care if the you know the 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 thirty nine win Orlando Magic are going to be on a Wednesday night. Like I don't, no one's going to tune in, for, or you know, people aren't going to tune in that in the way it would be for you know a, a team with or the Warriors or the Lakers or um, Boston or a bigger market. So you know, you're going to sometimes it's going to hurt, sometimes it'll hurt less. Yes, and I thank you for reminding me that the NBA starts this week because I have <laughs> to get my league pass because I will be watching almost all of the Laker games. Almost all of the Laker games because they're, they're gonna be fun. Gonna I, be I, I am a LeBron fun. fan and I root for whatever team he is on. So, yeah, like there, I was you know, Rich is a is a diehard Lakers fan, yeah. and so like that and in, that includes a lot of the hardcore Kobe brainwashing and stuff. So like I was explaining to Rich, like, dude, I understand that you want some. It, it boggles the mind that you want like being, you know, the huge Kobe defender, like wanting like a team that runs a motion offense or offense that doesn't revolve around one player. But like LeBron and Anthony Davis together, like that is offense in, in and of itself with pick and rolls and the fact you have Danny Green and Avery Bradley can shoot a little bit and KCP can shoot a little bit. Like that that matchup alone is going to cause so much night so many nightmares and like that's going to be a top five offense like without fail easily unless one of those guys get hurt and like defense don't worry about that just outscore everybody <laughs> just outscore everybody so that's gonna be a fun that's gonna be a fun team to watch yeah it's definitely gonna uh, be a fun team to watch all right you know what else is fun to watch aew dark and aew dark this week, uh, October 15th, Tuesday, October 15th, 2019, uh, we had f- oh, what, three big matches, and uh, only one was really worth talking about, uh, so I will just run through the results. Uh, Kip Sabian pinned Peter Avalon with the Deathly Hollows to pick up the win over in a three-way uh, with Sonny Kiss. And then there was SCU and uh, Shima uh, versus uh, Dark Order and the Hybrid 2, which is Jack Evans and Helico. Jack Evans pinned Scorpio Sky 
after a low blow to pick up the win for the Dark Order in the Hybrid 2. The Hybrid 2 are undefeated on AEW Dark. <laughs> At 2-0, and oh, give them their title shot. Uh, then we had... I don't know. Did you watch the Undesirable to Undeniable with Cody and Aubrey Edwards? That little video... Uh, I watched I watched the entire I watched the entire uh, YouTube video. So yeah, yeah I, so, I saw that. Yeah. So what did you think of that segment? Because it was like it it made it almost seem like AEW Dark. I know they, they've shown a bunch of matches, but it's like it's going to be their second show. So did you think that added to the show? Um. Yes, but uh, I would like. I mean, obviously, like it was cool to see Aubrey Evers because she's such a good ref. Like. She's the ref that adds to matches and then like doesn't make mistakes. So like that's what that's like a good ref for me. And then like, but they don't make it too much about themselves, like a, you know, or screw things up horribly like Nick Patrick. So, um, <laughs> so for me, like it was fun to see that. But I I would have liked that spot for I don't know, you know, maybe some women wrestlers to showcase their personalities and get over. So I mean, aside from really that, like aside from I think that's a good idea, but maybe like choose people that are like you know that choose your people that are quote unquote more of your stars um especially people that kind of need it like i remember saying um that i thought like the moxley inset thing like that was cool but like we need a moxley in ring or or you know we need a moxley promo at some point and like i would like for them to do more with the women's division as far as getting over uh like their personalities and their a direction towards their match besides like everything that happens is what happens during between, from bell to bell. They're just going to progress everything forward. Like we kind of need some, you know, like it's cool to see B Priestley and, and, um, Oh my God, I'm playing Brit breakers. Uh, yeah, they're all the stuff, you know, physical stuff cause them to dislike each other. But like, can we get a, you know, thing of Brit saying like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, return a favor and give you a black eye, or I'm going to keep giving you more black eyes, something like that, where they can talk about it. I am. I agree with you. That has been one of my uh, um, few criticisms of AEW as someone that is very positive about AEW. My few criticisms my is the women's division and lack of what I would call development of them. So yeah, like they're not being spotlighted to where you care about anyone and it's like when people say Rio's really over I'm like yeah because people want to care about the division and (laughs) they want to care about the division and then she's kind of all you really giving them you know and it's just you know so she's over uh but yeah uh that's been one of mine so yeah uh that point I I liked Aubrey I love the whole idea of she was invited to you know the what is what was called the uh, May Young Classic. Yeah, May Young Classic, and she was there, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not gonna sign you," and they never told her why, and he's like, "They don't really tell you why there, do they?" Yeah. And it's like it was just kind of funny because it was very poignant, just direct shot at WWE, but and of course Cody was doing the interview, so Cody was like, "Yeah, I was I was in the same place, got to learn a little bit more about her." Honestly, I don't pay attention to refs. So, mm-hmm. Jay was like, oh, she was in the million classic. I was like, she was? Cause yeah. The refs, are just, the refs are just supposed to be, <laughs> you know, right. there. It, a good ref, 
you don't even know that they're there. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. yeah. Like I knew, I knew specifically about her because she was in the. She called the match when um, Tegan Knox blew her other knee out. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last year. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the reason why. Like I knew. I was like, okay, so I know there was, one, you know, the the one ref that's already in, um, that does NXT matches or whatever. So uh, I can't remember her name. And then then like they brought in Aubrey, so that she was the second one. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like she she called that infamous match where you know everybody's crying in the, or people are crying at full cell because this this you know this woman that just came back from reconstructive knee surgery just ripped up her other knee. So like that's that's why that one stuck out. Why I remember her. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I actually I bought her meet and greet for uh, Starcast this year. I'm I'm looking forward to meeting her. Uh, I I thought her name of Girl Hebner. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I thought that was so. Uh, I <laughs> thought that was creative and clever. I was like, who would have thought of that? You know. So I I uh, she has definitely caught my attention. You know, since AEW, and I've paid attention to her story, and you know, she's you know really. Really, really good ref, and really good ref in the way is I don't pay attention to her. You know, she's yeah. she's just there. Um, let's see. And so I thought that part was good. And then the other thing to talk about is Kenny Omega and Joey Janela. It was honestly even after the show. I think this was the biggest talking point of the week. They had an unsanctioned dark match on AEW Dark, so the win or the loss does not count against them. So I've re- I didn't know that was a thing. So I yeah. realized that Joey Janela's like zero and zero, maybe one in zero uh, and one in I, AEW. I, <laughs> because I think the one match he had that actually is uh, sanctioned was the match, the, the Cracker Barrel Classic, right? Yeah, yeah, and he uh, took the loss to uh, Jimmy Havoc. So right. I think that's his only loss. So yes. he's only had actually one match that has counted in AEW. And, well, this match was awesome. Like, I, it's one of those things I say awesome. But I'm like, why would you do this to each other? Even if it's in a dark match. I know it's uh, I, I, even in a dark match. I, I just, man, I couldn't wrap my head around it. What did you think of the match? Okay, so on the front end, I'm just going to say it. I thought it was a great match. Um, and I think I'm going to leave it there because after that, they did a bunch of stupid stuff. Like, one, there's, there's something to be said about, okay, you're going to do something dangerous, try to add to your match. I, Me, personally, I don't necessarily, like, um, applaud you for thinking that I need to do something crazy and dangerous and irresponsible and could potentially, like, you know, be, you know, cr- threaten your career or your life or whatever else. But... Um, I understand it. I don't approve it, but I understand it. Now, uh, what I don't approve of is you doing it on a dark, on a dark show, especially, especially when they didn't even recap it or add to the story. Use it on Dynamite to add to the story of, you know, he is, uh, he is kind of in a funk from this, you know, weird losing thing, losing stretch. And he's trying to turn it around by, like, trying to beat somebody that is crazy and, and has, like, you know, these sorts of matches against a guy he's about to face that also does this sort of thing. So he's kind of, like, training and set himself, preparing himself for all the stuff that, that comes with a Moxie match. I, okay, I get that storyline, but you didn't tell it when you don't even add, you know, the fact that he tried to kill himself for a half hour and then don't even put it on Dynamite for people to see. 
um and and added to it like so for me like dark is supplemental like that's not like it, it's cool to use that to add to the story but like if you don't actually use it then what good is it right yeah absolutely i mean i i agree i think it was like one of those things i'm glad they were safe i'm glad no one actually got injured but it's just like everything you do if you are gonna put out the tweet that all dark match everything counts mm -hmm. you have to treat it like it counts you right. have to kind of not everyone's on youtube that's going to be watching your tv you should at least do at some point you know how wwe used to do that like one minute recap of what happened on raw on smackdown right do a one minute recap of what happened on dark on right. on the new show that leads to everything Yes, and also another thing is like it, it's twofold. So like by you do by you putting um, whatever the highlights of whatever happened on dark when it was appropriate. Don't just you don't have to just force every single thing on there, but like when it's appropriate, you put it on there, and it also helps you promote that dark even exists. Yeah, yeah, because you could basically say Kenny Omega. You just like uh, Moxley went to Japan to get in the mind of Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega challenged John Moxley. I mean, uh, challenged Joey Janela to the same type of match that he had with John Moxley to prove that he could get into John Moxley's head. Right, and and one one thing that I remember, or one thing that I really remember is um, the I think it was a Survivor or SummerSlam match between um, Cesaro or the Bar versus like the newly reformed Ambrose and and Rollins in the two thousand. Uh, 17 uh, SummerSlam. Um, and that was during like the Summer War Tag Team Wrestling with like the saving grace for, for WWE's main roster. And like, you know, Cesaro ends up clipping his, uh, his, 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 his knocking his teeth yeah. into the, into the, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, the corner, the corner post. And then from there, like during the match, you see him, you know, show, sh sticking his face out of mess up his, his teeth are. He's showing it to the camera so the camera can replay what happened and show like the, you know, the aftermath, like which is like, all right, well, I got injured, but at least I can re-show you like the brutality of what, you know, what we just went through. Yeah. Kenny, Janela suplexed Kenny off the top of stairs onto the floor. Uh, he ended up getting basically uh, what do you, oh, what do you call it? He ended up getting basically monkey flipped over the top ropes mm -hmm. through a table that was like uh um that was getting propped up with the table the, the nasty parts of the table the metal parts sticking up. Kenny didn't even get no, all he didn't went through all that crazy stuff and he has nothing to show for it to the you know to to TNT or the good people at Turner. So it's like. That sucks for him. In my opinion, like if I was if I were him, I'd be furious. The great thing about it is, is that uh we've learned that AEW pays attention cuz every time I've heard something where it's been universally like this mm -hmm. was bad, mm -hmm. and on the next show they address it in some way. Like they yeah. were talking about the ref not being DQ'd. They addressed that on BTE. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I see somehow next week, I think somehow next week, this match with Janela will somehow be addressed on the TV show. Yeah. And I mean, and it's easy to come back with BTE. We didn't, we didn't put it in the show because we didn't want you to do it. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. I mean, they could, they, they're very good at 
a retconning things. It's like, yeah, oh, you, you didn't like it as so we can yeah. answer for it this week. So, so like BTE is almost like uh almost like talking smack. Yeah. From back in the day. We're yeah. like, we'll come out here and we'll, you know, kind of quality control fix this stuff. Yeah, because you know, real time you're like, oh, people didn't like this because you know they're on the internet. It, they're on the internet. Right. Kenny the whole thing with the typhoon happened in New Japan and then Kenny replies, Yeah, because you know the weather is on the AEW payroll. <laughs> So that was kind of funny to me. The con money is much longer than we all think. They yes. can control. They can control, control the, the weather. weather. They didn't want Ambrose to lose to Juice Robinson, so they caused the typhoon. No, 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 no! Not lose to Juice Robinson. Lose to Juice Robinson again. Yes. So again. So this is the part that people never lose. They don't want to lose Juice Robinson. He lost, he lost to him to the last night of the year. What are you yes. talking about? The dude lost to Yano. You know what I mean? It's like the really. worst. Lo- the dumbest loss in all of professional wrestling this year, perhaps. So I'm just like perhaps. the guy lost to Yano. So if if uh, if they were really worried about his character being hurt, you know the guys, the people that they're trying to get to watch TV have yeah. no idea John Moxley was in the G1. Right. Like when? <laughs> like why didn't they try to save him from from Jay White? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just. Like we didn't, people didn't know that they're in the G one. I'm like, that's like I said, it's like talking to my wife. She has no idea John Moxley has ever lost, you know, since he's left WWE because she didn't even know he wrestled anywhere. I I, I use her as my <laughs> example because if wrestling right. got hot, she would be watching it again. But it's not hot. I mean, you know, right now, you know, she's like, <laughs> if it got really really hot, she'd be like, oh, I'm watching it because she watched it doing the attitude there when it was hot. So it's just like, but she most people don't know that Ambrose was or Moxley was in the G one. So I just like, so they're not gonna go out of their way to stop him from losing. Like I with Sean Spears, I think he was at some show that he was booked for, and they pulled him out of. You know, that's what they do when they don't want you to do something. They just <laughs> they just pull you. <laughs> they just say no, you're not going to that show. <laughs> So, <laughs> imagine feeling the need that you need to protect John, you need to protect Sean Spears from doing jobs. Yes, it's like I like, want you to not do those jobs so you can come do our jobs. Yes, <laughs> like, like right, no outside jobs, inside jobs. Yes, you need to win everywhere else. So when you lose here, it looks more important. <laughs> yes, you are a world beater except for in the world of all elite. Yes, yes. So I was just like, no, it's like they didn't, they didn't care. And Moxley, as he always has, he stated a hundred times, he signed his New Japan contract first. New right. Japan was his priority. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Typhoon stopped him from making his flight. That was that. That's the story. It's not fun. It's not interesting. So I guess that's the problem. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So that was the end. That show match was crazy. I, I watched it one and a half times. One and a half? Because I watched it the first time all the way through. Then it was like, well, you know you know where it kind of picked up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it kind of – then I watched it, and I watched all the crazy bumps, and I was like, man. It, and all my head was like, all the places this could have went wrong, I'm glad yes. they're healthy. Like when Janelle <laughs> – when, when Janela gets like – Gorilla press slammed off of the off of the uh, the corner 
onto basically where he basically his spine hits like three rows of chair lips. Yeah. It's like, yo, this is and then the finish is where he ends up getting one wing angel onto the top of a or basically neck and head first uh, onto uh, uh open chair, but the chair doesn't collapse, so basically he just eats it. Like, yo, that's Y'all might want to replay that. Yeah. Like Please, like, like at least show the highlight reel and say, hey, or show half of that and say, look, these are some of the things that happened in this match. Here, there's another half that's, just, that's even crazier. Go to, you know, All Elite Wrestling uh, YouTube and check it out or whatever else. We do these every single, it airs every single Tuesday. This was yesterday's edition. Like, I don't see why that's 90 seconds, maybe a minute. Yeah, it's like I can defend, you know, Moxley versus. Of Moxley versus Omega being canceled that first time. I can defend it. I can be like, man, that sucked. But, you know, injuries happen. You know, right. it, it happened. He was just wrestling regular matches and he went out. If we would have lost Omega and had to cancel Moxley versus Omega 2, I wouldn't, have been, able to, I wouldn't have been able to defend it. What, right. what, what defense do I have for that? I mean, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you might want to get with Rich because Rich is like, well, they had a great match. I'm like, dude, the the, the ends didn't justify the means, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to see this match. I, I care about this. Like, obviously, like, if we were just talk about it, like, where would you rank that match, like, in AEW history? Would you put it second, third, fourth? I would probably put it second. No, okay. third, third. It would be. It would be the Bucks versus Lucha Bros, the ladder match. Okay. Cody versus Dustin. Uh, and then this match. Okay, I already knew what your number one was, so that's that's why I said that's why I started with second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would be third. It'd be okay. third. Okay. Yeah. I I and it just as much to tell you how much I like Bucks Bucks versus Lucha Bros ladder match, it's like one and one A, you know, with that gotcha. and Cody okay. and Dustin. I, I put that, like, tied for first. And okay. it, I can honestly say it does have a lot to do with the fact that I watched that ladder match from the first row. It had to be physically moved so they can do one of the spots to have it, like, right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I was. We, we saw them physically move you. Yeah. So <laughs> I was completely immersed in that match. And I, I like, and I seriously out loud said, don't die like two or three times. Because <laughs> they just went to an like, extreme level on that match. So, but uh, this match was like, it was crazy. And it was like, and this was on a dark match. It's like, this is their superstars. The whole thing about their superstars is that you get actual superstars on their superstars. Yes. <laughs> and, super, and, and apparently their superstar is trying to wrestle like it's a WrestleMania match, yes. like or it's a Wrestle Kingdom match, or it's a, or it's a takeover. Like I don't like. We did not get T-shirt I, Kenny in this one. No, definitely <laughs> not. We did not. Uh, he he wrestled like a hey. yeah, and eight hundred thousand views, eight hundred thousand views. I mean, the uh, I know you know you get people watching it multiple times, or I don't know how YouTube tracks everything, but. 800,000 views is 800,000 views. That's pretty pretty impressive. So that means if people are watching there and I'm not I don't think those 800,000 people are just happen to be the same people that are watching the TV show, which is good. But because of that, you should be saying what happened on dark on the TV show. Right. <laughs> All right, so that was AEW Dark. Now to 
the main event. We are going to we're going to do this one a little pretty uh, different. We're not going to go match by match on AEW Dynamite. It's been a few days. Uh, let me ask you, sir, what was your favorite part of AEW Dynamite? Hmm. I mean, I'm going to have. Ooh, that's a good one. Um. Right now, the thing is it's super my sticking in my head because it's, because it's like the internet discourse after it is like pissing me off. But uh, I mean, probably at the time, even I would probably say the tag match between Kenny or with Kenny and Hangman versus Pac and and Neville. I mean, Pac and Neville, Pac and, and Moxley. Like that was a super, or that was a very good tag match. And then. The thing that you were that you hope for, in, in a much of a New Japan style, where like there is a, there are two people in a matchup that are going to have a big match eventually, but they're in a tag match and they're going to have a sec a segment of time where they're going to do have an exchange, like their exchange, which is great. Like I can like before going into this show, I thought like you know maybe they maybe like Moxley and, and Omega is kind of like not as hot as I as it was you know when we thought we were going to get that at All Out. This is basically like for me is reunited my interest in it. Like I just can't wait for them to kill each other again, or beat the hell out of each other again. I I, I loved it. Yeah, like um, yeah, uh, we're in the same part. I had a very specific the double birds and then the paradigm shift. <laughs> I just thought that was just Moxley hasn't talked a lot, hasn't cut a lot of promos or anything on the TV show. But I can kind of tell everybody, like, if you're watching AEW, I finally talked you into watching AEW, you're watching it for the first time, and you're like, who's that John Moxley guy? I can just point to that moment. That's who John Moxley is. He's the double middle finger and a paradigm shift. He's not quite Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he's probably the closest thing to Stone Cold Steve Austin you got in this new time. Like, he's definitely going on down the Lona Road and I, I mean, but I, so you can definitely see that parallel. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you do the double middle fingers and then you hit your, hit your move, like, well, gee, I wonder where he got that from. Right. But, uh, but I, I just, I just enjoy it so much. And, um, I mean, those, those, I mean, hangman, you know, they haven't done much with him in the way of, of, uh, trying to get you, give you a reason to really care about him, but he's, he's busting his ass and, and Kenny, Kenny brought it and, and Pac is just, or pack, I keep doing the pack thing, but like it's just it's just four guys that were all like on at the same time, all killed it, and like I wouldn't, I don't know. Um, and this was obviously this wasn't a tag, you know, traditional tag teams. This was this was an all star game, and for an all star game, it damn sure made, made it feel like it mattered. So that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. I I have long complained on other wrestling products. I hate six man tag matches. It, like, the other wrestling products made me absolutely hate six-man tag matches. Mm. Then I started watching New Japan and AAA, and I'm like, yep. oh, six-man tag matches can be interesting. You know, and I yes. hated I hated the random tag matches where you guys have beef with these guys, even though you don't tag together, go ahead and tag together. And I hated it. I hated it. It was right. just like one of those because it was so disjointed, and it's like, then you see it done right, and you see right. why it's done. 
And right. it was, this was one of the matches where it's done right. And it was like Omega and Paige are both still are in the elite. So they do have that together. And, you know, pa- Pac actually went ahead and hit Omega. And he was trying to help Moxley, quote unquote, help Moxley. Or at least be on Moxley's good side. So it at least made sense why these two people were attacking each other. And then Moxley let him very emphatically know, fuck you, we're not friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, not- and then... And- <laughs> Right, and then you also have the added layer of like, yes, Pac is trying to, you know, trying to help win the match, but is he trying to win a match he wants to be buddy-buddy with with Moxley? Nah, Pac is a dick. He just wants to win because that's what he cares about. And you think about what he talked about last week when he's all like, look, look at my record. Look at my record. Why am I not in the title chase? He's not concerned about like trying to necessarily beat up Kenny some more or 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 uh, Hangman, even though he's already beaten those people. He's he wants to rack up more wins because he's a selfish prick. All right, well screw. I know what you're about. All right, hold hold this this foot to the gut and hold and you know and hold this DDT. Like great. Yep. Like everybody, everybody got a resolution. It was a perfect finish. Like yeah. it wasn't, you know, oh, you know, it's gonna be a smas finish because we we're scared to beat any of these people. It was like, no, we can beat this heel and let the other and uh, let these two babyfaces get a W and also like further the storyline in between uh, the what is probably gonna or what could be the main event of or what is one of two big money matches for the next coming oh, come pay per view. Like this, uh, this was you know we talked about like. Uh, I think last one was when we were talking about like how good of a, a angle something is, whether it's a you know single, double, triple, you know ground out or strikeout. Like this is a home run. Yeah. You accomplish you accomplish everything you possibly could have needed out of this pairing. Congrat, great, masterful. Yeah. Please, please, please give me more smart things, please. Yeah. yeah, it's it was tag team wrestling done right, and I have no problem with it. Um, the other thing, I what was your low point of the show? Let me ask that. Because huh. it Low might address what I was going to bring up. I don't know. Low point of the show. Like, huh. I really enjoyed the show. So, it's like, it was really hard for me to find a low point. Um, I think that I would say that LAX should uh, went a little too long beating the hell out of those jobbers. Aside, I mean, and I may have wanted my Jericho match to go a little shorter. Like, had the same match up, had the same exact match up, do it in like. Three, three or four less minutes. Aside from that, like, nah, that's really my only, my only real two complaints for the show. Yeah, um, my low point was uh, Britt Baker. <laughs> I was just uh, oh, the oh, uh, when they screwed up their exchange at the beginning of the match. Yeah, it was like I. And when I say low point, I love the show. So me, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be fair and come up with something. I don't honestly, I don't like how she's presented because I don't know what or who her character is right it's a it's a hangman thing yeah and it's just like i don't know i mean i know everyone's motivation is to be the best but how is she gonna go about that uh i don't know if she's a heel or a face i mean like you're like really i don't she comes out she doesn't really smile she doesn't play to the crowd she doesn't really do anything faces do. Huh. I always thought she was just a baby face and was like left it in that. Especially like <laughs> she she loses or she, she when she when she loses she gets screwed, so that's typical, you know, at least for you know modern times. That's man makes you a, a baby face when you get screwed, right? Yeah. <laughs> um she uh you know She's not particularly uh, she's team, she, she, she teams with 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, she she's teamed with baby faces throughout her uh, throughout her tenure so far. Um, and then like she had the match, and then she shook hands with the baby face. Like yeah. you know that she that she had all the reason to you know if she were a heel to blow her stack and beat the hell out of her after uh, she had her beat, but then getting you know uh, got um, her move rolled up into a pin situation. Like like so for me it's like. Those yeah. are all the hill layups. She has, she's never taken a hill layup yet, so I'm, so I yeah. guess in my mind, like she hasn't taken any of the hill layups, so that means she's a babyface. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what how I see it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just like I said, Hangman comes out, and he he raises his hand and he plays to the crowd and he hits his lariat and he just like raising his hands up to get the crowd into it. That's what faces do, right? Hmm. I, I don't get any of that from Brett Baker, like nothing, like. And it's just like one of those things I don't want to pile on her. I just don't know what she is. This is more of a, I don't know if this is how she's like a presentation or if she's getting notes that, you know, this is what you're supposed to be. It's just like, but her gear, the height, everything comes off as you should be the person. But then I ask, why should you be the person? Maybe I mean uh, this would be a bit sophisticated, so like I don't really think um, this. Let me phrase it. This is a theory because it would be kind of uh, it would be a level of genius that I don't necessarily like uh, throw in with my wrestling bookers as far as getting a way to manipulate you. Um, at least I've never heard anyone try to manipulate you this way. Like maybe she was, maybe Britt Baker was just a Trojan horse. Like maybe they were using her like in a similar. Have you ever ever watched uh, Orange is New Black? Yeah. Like that show is basically like they set it up at the beginning where the main character is Piper in her storyline with Alex and and you know the innocent white girl ends up getting caught up in the drug game and she ends up in prison with the rest of the rest of the world and then they expand expand the rest of the world and go throughout the rest of prison they the rest of the prison you see the rest of what's the what's the offering the rest of these women's stories and humanize you know people that um humanize p- people and give you these stories like maybe the, maybe the whole thing was we're going to give you Britt baker as a way to get you to you know be into it as a person that watches a lot of north american professional re- or american professional wrestling and you mostly see white faces and then like we're going to make our first champion riho and you're going to love riho and then we'll go from there like maybe if, that's what it is. If that was the case, freaking genius, right? Yeah, but yeah. That, but the thing is, look, that's just a theory. I do love Rio. <laughs> that yeah. look, that's the. Th- I'm saying it's only theory because that level of genius is like, wow. Yeah. So and I look and I've seen a lot of wrestling. I've never been wow to that extent. So, uh, so, I'm, I'm just saying it's a possibility. I don't think it is, but that's a theory. But either way, like we have Rio as the most overstar in the women's division. Um, I would just like for her to at one point like be able to do a sit down interview with like my, like a you know one of those similar to what they were doing with uh like Shivani and Cody's mom and Brandy and Jim Ross and Diamond Dallas Page where like her her camera crew Michael Nakazawa Riho what do you have to say about you know you're running AEW so far and what are your goals now that you're the AEW champion yeah. Yes. And like, can we get like we we haven't heard boo from from Riho uh, yeah. on on anything as other than wrestling? So that, that, like, she's your champion. They love her. L- give her, you know. Get, can we get more that yeah. sort of thing? 
Yeah, you and, know. Yeah, and all the other women in the division. I I agree. Nyla Nyla Rose is from DC, and she lost her title match, and it's just like, why can't? Why haven't we heard from her and that disappointing loss? And you know, and it is like Hikari Rashida is supposed to be somebody that they're going to be pushing. She's actually moving. From what I saw on Twitter, she's moving to America, so right. she's it, probably going to figure to be a big part of AEW. And it's just like we don't know who these people are. Uh, it's but I, like I said, I always say it's only been three weeks. I said that after two weeks, it's only been three weeks. I'm going to give them time to do it, but it's just like I, it's just it's supposed to be for everyone, and it's just like I want to see a little bit more everyone. Yep, same here. <laughs> it's same, like, same here. Yeah, I want to see him be more focused on the women's division. We get we get Britt Baker in action next week, so there will be. I think that will be the first women's match that they've had on the show that won't be for the title, right? Uh, wait. There wasn't a match in week two. There was a women's match in week two. Was there a women's match? I, I might just be forgetting. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a tag match. It was a tag match with uh, it was uh, they brought in Emmy. Uh, oh, Sakura okay. and okay. B okay. versus Rico and For some and reason, Brick. in my head, that was in the dark match. That I didn't, I, the dark show, but no, it was it was actually on the TV show. I dark had a dark had a tag match that was like Penelope Ford and B Priestley versus I think it was Britain Rio, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Why do I have such a good memory for these for these freaking AEW shows? I don't. I, 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 I was say I, I watched them so much and I watched them multiple times. I do mix them up. I don't remember what week everything happened in. I know that yeah. match happened, but it was like, oh, I don't. Did that happen on the TV? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I know it happened. I remember right. the match. It's just I didn't remember when it happened. Well, you were sleep deprived, I think, during that show, right? Because uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably yeah. why you forgot. Yeah. yeah, they didn't get the camera on me. Thank God during that dark. <laughs> I was like, they would. You would have saw a person with his eyes closed, except when I they, they got to the ring and the bell rang. That's when I opened my. Eyes. I was like, okay, now it's time to watch wrestling. I was done. I was done. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, but the women's match overall, you thought was good. Uh, I thought that the this is crazy thing with these Riho matches, and I, I think I, I think I put my finger on why why it happens like this. She's such a great bumper, and people haven't yet to like ex ex or um recognize that she's a great bumper yet. But like the bump she takes in her matches are like. Similar to like uh, if anyone's ever watched Stardom, like Mayu Iwatani or even Sasha to an extent. Um, but Sasha doesn't play like she's like completely like ruined from whatever huge spot she takes. She just takes the big spot. Um, but it's similar. It's similar. Where like you have this you know scrawnyish woman that's kind of like a rubber band, just basically like bounce off the ground in a certain way, and it's kind of like sells it for for huge effect. So like when she gets to like a uh, so Rio for example. Uh, there was a spot when I think it was like uh, some type of you know swinging neck breaker or fisherman neck breaker deal, and she sells it like she's dead. Um, and you know you, even if you look back to like the Nyla Rose matches, um, like the triple threat match with uh, Yuka that was in it with uh, Nyla, or even the championship match where like she takes that big knee off the apron and she's just like this tiny girl is out here getting ruined. And so like one, you see her and you you want to you want to you like she's so likable, and then she. Like she's bumping her ass off, so she gets so such good sympathy, and like you just want to see her just get up off the mat and fight. 
And then when she does, you're just like, yes, it's awesome because, you know, those double knees look vicious when she throws them or when she you know, gets up ahead of steam and, and hits them with people. So, like, she's able to draw you in at the end of the matches after she, after she sells big for some big attack um, and then, you know, fires up or not fires up, but, like, mounts a comeback from there. So, like, I think I think that's the so far from what I can tell. I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm missing, obviously, because, like, the way her reactions at Indy's matches are, like, wild, like, but that's what that's what I see now. Yeah, I, I I became more of a fan of Rio after this match. Just thought she just really <laughs> held it together, really made the match work. And of course the fans were completely into her. And fans' yeah. reactions will increase a match. I will tell anyone, if you go yeah. back to the attitude era and watch a match, they weren't <laughs> that particularly good, but Everybody was on their feet reacting to everything, and it made every match just, like, way better than you thought it might have been. Yes, and I think that also another thing that helped the match was that, like, Britt's finish is over. People yeah. know that's her finish. People know that that puts people away. So, like, people are receptive to, you know, when they messed, when they fumbled that up at the beginning of the match, and, um, like, she was trying to put, try to, you know, put her into the move and then try to have Rio scurry to the ropes, like desperately to try to get out of the move because like she, she could end the move, the match fast and get, go from there. That's, that was what they were going for. Cause I rewatched the match, but they didn't do, they didn't communicate that well. Um, but by the time they got to the end of the match, when she, you know, slaps it on and she's about to, you know, do the men of a Claude gimmick. Like the crowd is like, Oh no, we do not want Brick Breaker to be this, to be the, we do not want the championship to change. And when Rio rolls her up from there, it's like the crowd exploded because they were, they really were fearful that yeah. the Trojan were you know the person who pushed as like what is going to be the star is going to win the thing, but we found somebody else that we love more. Yeah, and I just thought it was brilliant. The announcers explained it well, as in Rio's been doing this longer than Britt Baker. So yeah, that she was too cool. She took advantage of. She she used her experience, took advantage of her going for the finisher, maybe before, you know, Rio was ready and rolled her up and won. And I just thought it was great. And I love I love how they're just pushing her as being she might be small, but she's extremely talented. And right. And that's that's to me is how you should push any champion is that it's more of their skill more than luck and she's very skilled. Uh, yeah, I thought this match. I thought this match really did something. It elevated Rio even another level, even while being champion. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, like she was a like Rich was saying to me, like she was like the number like three or four trend on Wednesday night. Yeah, she for was. for a part of the year, like for a part of the night, like yeah. this well, is this is Teenage wild. Girls love Reno, yeah, right. Like this is wild, and I mean it's it, it's really cool. Um, but like it's also wild, like that. This woman has gotten herself over in matches this way, and like that's that's great because like there's also a bunch of women like that you have not seen, and I'll suggest you check out. They can also get themselves over in matches that kind of way. But uh, but like it's cool that like that she is doing this right now, and like I hope it continues. Like I I, also, I wonder what's next for her. Like um, is there gonna be a brief Priestley match? Uh, with the like the the politics of stardom getting away with that one. Uh, you know, uh, that's also like who else is on the the woman's roster, like to see that that's going to be you know be on TV. Like I feel like we're going to get somebody new in the Britsburg match. Um, that we're going to get with Britt Baker uh, this coming episode of 
Dynamite. Like, I wonder who her opponent is, because I'm assuming it's going to be somebody new. Otherwise, we just announced it, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see what's next. Me too. I'm hoping we get uh, Britt and B at uh, full gear, or it's maybe the main event of a show. I just, I like I said, I just want us to see something like that, or at least like the semi-main event of a show. Really yeah. build up a, a battle there. Uh, just the results of the show. Uh, SCU after the Lucha Bros attacked uh, Christopher Daniels. Scorpio Scott jumped in, and him and Kazario, Kazarian beat the best friends to move on in the tournament. They'll be facing the Dark Order next week. Santana Ortiz won in a squash match over John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I don't even think it lasted five minutes. Uh, then we had Chris Jericho come on and uh, come on the screen and challenge. Uh, it will be Santana Ortiz, a.k.a. Proud and Powerful. They'll be wrestling the Young Bucks at uh, full gear on November 9th. Then uh, we had the women's match. We've already talked about that. Then we had the other tag team tournament match. We found out, unfortunately, um, uh, Luchasaurus has a torn hamstring that will keep him out three to six months. He was replaced by Marco Stunt, and the Lucha Bros beat uh, pin Marco Stunt, and they moved on in the tournament. It'll be Lucha Bros versus Private Party. Of course, Kenny Omega and Hangman defeated Pac and Moxley after Moxley uh, after Moxley turns on Pac or Pack. Excuse me, I keep doing that because uh, <laughs> like PAC is two like Tupac, so you pronounce it Pac, not Pack. You know, it's kind of weird. And then, but I have to think PAC is also Pack like Pac Man, so he's Pack like Pac Man, not Pack like Pac like Tupac. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do in my brain so I can get it right. And that's then, what we're all doing. Yeah, and then in the main event, Jericho, uh, with a little assistance from uh, uh from Jake Hagar, Jericho taps out uh Darby Allen uh using the walls of Jericho, I believe, and yeah. so he had to uh, visit, uh talk out. The other big news that came from the show, uh, a, a lot of fans on the Twitter sphere. Had a problem with Marco Stunt that uh, he is super small, and I think he kicked out of one of Pentagon's big moves, and they really had a problem with somebody so small being actually competitive in a match with the best tag team in the universe. Did you have any of that problem? What do you think of Pac? Or, no. I mean, what do you think of uh, Marco Stunt? No, I don't care. Like they're in the ring and the match was mostly laid out to where he's getting tortured throughout the whole match. Like if you go, th they did picture in picture during the commercial break. And in the picture in picture, you just see Phoenix and Pentagon just overhand chopping him on the chest over and over and over. Like he's tied up in the ropes over and over and over throughout the whole commercial break. And then by the time you come back to where you get the full screen, his whole torso is red. Yeah. Like, there, there was a spot where Pentagon gorilla press slammed him or had him in gorilla press position and then held him up with one arm. And then from there, he gorilla press slammed him into Phoenix where Phoenix gives him a super kick to the head. They beat the piss out of that dude. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't see the problem. What is there, what is there to complain about? He beat the, they beat the... 
They beat the piss out of him throughout the whole match. And in the times where he didn't get the, beat, the piss beat out of him, he only got in the offense and when he was thrown into stuff to where he could do Lucha-style D- DDTs and the, and the like. He didn't he didn't manhandle him to the mat. He didn't Kurt Angle him and put slap on a uh, uh or he didn't double leg them or whatever else. He just got his ass whooped or thrown around like a like a projectile or a football. I, I, what what are we upset about? I don't get it. Yeah, uh yeah, they were really upset cuz he's small. I know I have always been uh I I I always say I've been brainwashed by Vince and you know tiny people shouldn't win. And I even when this match came on, if you were looking at the All Things Elite Twitter, I said, hey, this match shouldn't last more than a few minutes with these two small guys. And then I, I forgot what I was watching because they are kind of making it their canon that people on the roster don't get squashed. Like, even even then, you know, we're proud and powerful. They could have threw Jack Evans and the Helico out there. Or they could have threw someone else out there. No, they brought in someone from the outside to get squashed. Right. So, you know, if you're if you're on the main roster, they're going to you're going to give you're on the main roster, you are elite, so you're going to give decent matches and this was a decent match. The Lucha Bros were never actually in any danger of losing. They won pretty comfortably. And like right. this is a football game. They won by like 21, you know. They didn't yeah, pull a, like, they didn't pull a 62 to nothing, but you like know. it was it was one of those it was one of those Alabama SEC West games where they win like 34 to to like 13 and you're just like, "Okay, well they beat that piss out of the whole match yeah, or the whole a, yeah. the whole night." It was comfortable, but it wasn't like 57 to nothing, you know. So Right. I think it was respectful, maybe Maybe um maybe I'm wrong. I you know I, I do leave it, but I have no problem with Marco Stunt. Uh, I I would like to see him. Only thing with me is I hate that he's so slight. I would like to see him put some weight, as much weight and muscle that he can put on. I know there's you know you know science involved in this. So, so. so you want to so you want to be like 2006 Rey Mysterio. I, you know, I honestly want him to be like 2019 Rey Mysterio. He's not even that big. That that's true. Like, I mean, obviously, I, that's true. But I, what I mean is like, I don't want, on, no. I was just I was just trying to understand like when you say put on weight, what do you mean? Like, yeah, do you want, I don't want do him to be a boulder. Like, I just want him okay. to look like right. a professional athlete. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's more than fair. <laughs> It's like you don't look like a professional athlete. That's <laughs> but, I, I mean that's fair because but I mean the thing for me is like the only the only person I care about as far as their physique where it bothers me in a ring is like when Zack Saber is like putting a thousand holds on somebody and like basically playing defense against people doing cool stuff in the ring and looking like that. That's the only person in all of wrestling that bothers me like that. Yeah. So but like but but uh, Marco Stunt Marco Stunt he's just doing like lucha shit. So it's like I don't. Yeah. And flying stuff. So, like, for me, it's like, I don't care. Like, he's he's not, you know, like I said before, like, he's not double-legging people down. He's not, I hear manhandling people. He's not, you know, putting, you know, people in joint manipulation or anything like that. He just is just small and elusive. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I had a huge problem with David Finley physique. In New Japan, huge problem with it. I was like, you looking at the New Japan roster, 
and everybody is like put together, you know, except like Yano. Everybody looks like a professional athlete. And you had David mm-hmm. Finley in there just looking like the guy at the tattoo sh- uh, tattoo shop that's uh, tattooing you with no shirt on. Like, he doesn't care how fat or skinny he was. And he just, just looked like a regular dude. And, like, he came out this week, and I was like, oh, this dude found a gym. I like this. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm fat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not in shape. But I also don't take off my shirt in front of millions of people every week. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it's like, you know, like, it's, dude, yeah, dude, come on and uh, you gotta lose some weight there, you know. And he did. He put he put in the time and put in the work. But it's like you 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 want uh, me to treat you and respect you like a professional athlete. You need to look like a professional athlete. That's all. That's all I have to say. That's the only. Thing I would say for Marco Stunt, I will take him just as serious as I take any other wrestler when I feel like he's is taking wrestling as serious as every other wrestler. I mean, uh, uh, I mean that's that's. I mean that that's how you feel. That's how you feel. I mean, I, I, I just I just don't care. It's like I mean I mean I know for some people like it, for me it's just like my favorite wrestler. Uh, or like the most spectacular wrestler that ever, like the one that blew my mind the most in the world was like 1996 Rey Mysterio. So like for me, it's like, like he was a, he was sucking chest geek, just like everybody, just like just like obviously he's taller than Marco, but like the dude, like we're relatively speaking compared to like the roster he wrestled against compared to like um, Pentagon, like they were roughly talking about the same like size difference. So like for me, it's like. Obviously, he's not Marcus. Is not Rey Mysterio Jr. I know that. I'm not, you know, but it's like I was able to buy Rey Mysterio, so like I can, I can buy that. Like this other dude is getting thrown into people and like turning him into Lucha DDTs. That's that, that's that's me. And like another thing for me is like the way he wore an ass whooping. Like he wore an ass whooping for for minutes upon minutes upon minutes to get all that heat during commercial break. And then like I thought it was a cool like reversal of fortune um, yeah. or of roles for like Jurassic uh, Jurassic Express to. Um, go from like you got Jack, you got Jungle Boy doing like or basically being like the hot tag dude in a way that Luchasaurus was a hot tag dude, while the other guys you know does some flashy flying and then gets his ass whooped intermittently or in between. Like so, like the so it's cool to see that he has he's that role like that roles are those roles are still the same, but uh, like for me, just like I was okay with it and like. They won dominantly, so it's like you just want to win even more dominantly. It's like okay, like that's 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 an opinion thing as opposed to you know what was done. Like you want them to win dominantly, they won dominantly. Like what do you yeah. want to do? Just like hit up slap or slap in the chest one time and then immediately like have Phoenix like run to the opposite corner uh, and and get him off, get Jungle Ball at the corner, and then you just pin him off of a of an overhand chop to the chest. Like I mean, outside of that, like what else is there? Yeah, I you know. I, you know, I, I was on the, the, this match should be real quick. I watched the match. I actually enjoyed the match. I was entertained right. by the match. So I didn't have the problem, but when Twitter yeah. seemed to break and, you know, like, oh, you're killing my suspension of disbelief because this small guy <laughs> still, so who, yeah, that still lost. <laughs> let, me, let, me, right. let me clarify. He okay, still yeah. lost. <laughs> you right. know, he like he lasted too long. 
yeah, it's like, like yeah, you spin okay. my suspicion, disbelief. It's like okay, how many other, how many shoe fights you watch where people hit the ropes and run off of them? Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, yeah. got you. Like, like I, I'm, I'm wondering, like you know, yeah. If this was One Nation Radio, it would be, a, it would be a different way I would say this. But like, y'all got to get out of here with that. Like, yeah, you got to stop. Hey, you got to think about it. It was a last minute substitution. So that too, it, like yeah, you want to yeah. report the whole entire show just just so they can like just so they can protect you from whatever feelings you got about yeah. about this little dude getting his ass whipped forever. Like, so you're okay with him getting his ass whipped for one minute, but not like how long did the match go? Ten minutes? Uh, maybe. Like, yeah, it's like many, I didn't write, even write down the time because I didn't even think it was long enough to actually. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was just like, okay, like, he's small, so therefore he got he got completely destroyed for a long time. Yeah. Because Lucha Bros are, for me, it, it, for me, it kind of played into, before I even found out about, you know, the, the people not liking, like, for me, it played into, all right, they just stretchered, uh, they just, pow- or power drove, or packed power drove uh, Daniels on the ramp earlier at the beginning of the show, and now they're beating the living hell out of these kids. Sounds like he'll sounds like he'll grow to me. That, yeah. that fully explained to me that like these people are bad guys, and even though they're like you know some of the best ones in the world, you shouldn't cheer for them in the way that like you know that you typically do. Like that's to me, it felt like that was a a direction choice as opposed to just beat them quickly and get them out of there. That that's that's how I saw it at the time, and then I see the the thing where people were so upset that it went so long, where he, or the kid got one kick on him. It's like, well, well, damn, like he's not a jobber. Like he's a prelim guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta give him something. Yeah, he has to look like. I mean, he's going to perform on the show, so you have to give him. You have to give him something. It was like even when they had Brandon Cutler against uh, MJF. You know, they gave him that dive through the ropes and pounded on his head. Even though Brandon Cutler's pretty much gonna lose every match that he has. Right. We all know it, and it's cool. Right. I think you know. I think this. I think people want. I think people want like. I think people want Marco Sutton to get squashed by Brandon Cutler. Yeah. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, they wanted a three-minute match. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you if you were to ask me who I think will make more money for AEW in the next five years between Marco Stunt or Brandon Cutler, my answer would be Marco Stunt. So, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, who did uh, – uh, it was funny because Bully Ray compared him to uh, Little Spike Dudley. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, Little Spike Dudley is like 5'8". <laughs> I was like, this dude is – Kind of a normal human size. Hey, I, I I even said it. I saw Marco Stunt at the first Starcast. He walked right past me, and I was wondering whose kid is that. And then yeah, some small. girl said, "Some girl said that's Marco Stunt." <laughs> and I was like, "The wrestler?" And I even <laughs> looked at him with the question mark in my voice. The wrestler? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, you know what Marco Stunt reminds me of? Yeah. You know the kid with the curly hair in Stranger Things? Yes. That's who Marco Stunt reminds me of. He definitely reminds me of him. Uh, yeah, I, I actually saw somebody put those pictures up together like, oh, uh, man. on, uh, on uh, Twitter, and I was like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's, that's, funny. that's, that's who he is. And I, like I said, no problem with the kid. I hope he has a long, successful career. It's just it was it just seemed to break the internet. Him getting any offense yeah. in, it was like, it was like yeah. I was like, like how old is yeah. how old is Marco? 
22. 22. Like even 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 we're being kind of saying by calling him a kid. Like he's 22 years old. He's been <laughs> wrestling, whatever else. Who who? What other what other 22 year old wrestler are we calling a kid? Like like Darby Allen uh, is 24. I'm not calling him a kid. He's a, like that's another thing. Like he's a grown ass man. Right. He's 22 and he's a, he's 22 and he's like getting paid full time to be a pro wrestler. Like yeah. he's a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah. So, he makes, like, he even makes- that. He makes more than I do, like considerably more than I do. <laughs> and I, so don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on him. I'm not hating on him. I, you know what? He shows up. He works hard. You know, he gets the shit slapped at him. Like he posted the Twitter pictures of his skin being like completely red from being slapped by Pentagon and Phoenix. And it's just like, see? yeah, you know what? I don't do that. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that video. But like you can see like when they come back from that commercial break, how his whole torso just red. Yeah. That's what happens when you hit children, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Just kidding. It was just an easy layup joke. Sorry if I offended anyone. It was just a joke. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so now that was AEW Dynamite. Again, it did a little under 1.1 million. NXT did 700, over 700,000. So they lost another 100,000 down to 700,000. So again, 3 0 for the AEW. Uh, but yeah, NXT put on a hell of a show this week. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, supporting the Fed. But if you do, you're missing out. You're missing out if you didn't don't watch uh, Pete Dunne uh, versus uh, of Damian Priest. Damian that was Priest. a hell of yeah, a match. You want, to, you want to call a punishment, Martinez, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was a hell of a match. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about a significant size difference? It, there was, right. and they didn't play into it at all, and it worked. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was yeah. it was just a good match. So, I don't like I said, I don't put over NXT a lot, but you will be you will be missing out as a wrestling fan if you don't watch that match. The the Bartell and um and Eichner versus the uh, versus uh Morgan and Birch was also a, a really, a good, really good, fun tag, tag yeah. match. Like that was like for me, like that is. I enjoy the differences between um, NXT and AEW's tag matches. Like the fact that, like AEW match, anything can happen in AEW tag match. There are no rules. Like yeah. the reference is there to count the pinfall or, the, or count the submission. And and then in WWE, like they're so tight knit with, uh, and I'm so familiar with like the rules of their tag team wrestling that like they wrestle with such pace. Like I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed that match. So, uh, so shout out to NXT because NXT had another good match, another good show too. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no. I, I have liked all, all since they started going together, going against each other. I've liked all the shows from both. I yeah, watch great. NXT. Yeah, but it's I mean, I watch AEW Wednesday. I watch NXT Thursday. I pay nine. Same here. I pay nine ninety nine for the WWE <laughs> Network. I'm using that damn nine ninety nine. Right. So and like I mean you're you're, and you're right like they're. You know, this is week three. Like these, uh, these two shows are like they're six for six. Yeah. So it's just like I, no one swung and missed yet, and I've enjoyed it. Um, on so next week on AEW Dark, uh, we are gonna have Joey Janela versus Brandon Cutler in a regular singles match. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Janela about to get a W. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's mind. And if there like, was, 
What? It, when, so when he wins, is he in, doing? Uh, actually, uh, what are the other matches on the card? Is that gonna be? Do you think it's gonna be the main event of of Dark? Or you think that'll be a pre like the start the first match? Uh, that'll be the, either the first or second match. Uh, the main okay. event's pretty clear when I tell you who's in it. Okay, uh, I, was, hey. I was gonna say because if that was the main event when Jordan Nelly gets his first AEW win, he could he could Penelope Ford and come out much like how the Inner Circle came out with with the bubbly with the, the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope Ford can bring out the claw and and he can start shaking, you know, pouring yeah. up some claw. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought, you know, yeah, but I guess not. <laughs> then in the next match, and I like I said, I don't know what order the show was shot in. We have Nyla Rose versus the female Brandon Cutler, Leva Bates. <laughs> so, <laughs> remember how we just said that like employees in AEW don't do, don't do jobs yeah well <laughs> i don't think that match is gonna last very long there's a, there's a job to be done yes there's a job to be done in the words of jim Cornette. <laughs> what i assume is the main event it's private party in the strong carks uh it used it looked like it was shima and t-hawk so okay. private party in the strong hearts versus the young bucks and the brotherhood. And for those that don't know who the brotherhood is, that is Cody and Dustin Rhodes. So okay. hey, that's Cody clearly and- the main event. <laughs> okay. So um, what was the third? Uh, uh, was it Battleman? Something man was the third T-Hawk. Was the thir- third uh, uh, strong Lindeman. name? Lindeman. Lindeman. That was okay. Okay. I knew it was something in. All right. All right. Lindeman, yes, L. Lindeman or something. Yeah, he was the one with the uh, he was the one with the with the blonde hair, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, that looks like those are going to be the three matches for dark. So it looks like uh, out of out of the dark matches, it's it like if you're just looking at the card, this will probably be the weakest episode of dark. But I'll wait to see what they put on. But this is, I mean, it's basically two job matches and a four on four match. Like, That's fine. Like in the first, but in the first week you had Shima and Allen, and that led yeah. to Darby Allen getting the shot against uh, Jimmy Havoc. And then in the second week, what um, second week we just talked about? And, you know, you had the whole Moxley versus uh, Moxley versus Joey Janela match, and it was just oh, like, you, hey. you mean uh, you mean Kenny versus Kenny, or Omega Kenny, versus Omega versus uh, Janela, yeah. and then uh, you know, and then Kip Sabian also picked up a win, which I think is going to play into something in the future. So it's just like, well, but it'll get to know Janela win. It'll get Nyla Rose back on the winning place. I like, I literally have not read the results. I only got the list of matches, so. But, I'm uns- I'm unspoiled too, so yeah, I'm unspoiled. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's pretty obvious who's gonna win. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, oh no, leave a base is winning. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, so it should be fun. And then maybe the Bucks can get their win back on Private Party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, and then let's preview next week's episode, which will be ten twenty three. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, ten twenty three, October twenty third. Uh, we got Britt Baker in action. Uh, apparently, uh, I learned from another show. V Priestley is not scheduled to be on the Stardom show that day or the days around it. So she may be in Britsburg. Uh, what, what was the date again? The twenty third. Yeah. So um, apparently she's on like the twentieth show and not supposed to be on again until the twenty seventh. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they're um starting right now because uh, they're in the middle of a tag league. Yeah. So like, uh, but um, now that they did that 
Curtin Hall show last week on a Monday, like for the next for next little while, like their shows are mostly only going to be on the weekends. So, um, so like uh, she, she should. She there's should a, be there's in the show right now, right? Uh, she's probably is in the middle of the show right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, as we speak, so like in theory, she could make that trip on you know and and fly back and then come back, or whatever else. But uh, I know for a fact that she will not be at full gear because she actually has a date on uh, that day. Yeah. On, yeah, on that, yeah. On that. And you know, remember they're thirteen hours ahead of us on the East Coast, so there's not a chance. Yeah, not a chance. She will not be at that show. Uh, but yeah, so Britt Baker will be in action. That's been announced. The Young Bucks will be in action. That's been announced. Uh, neither one of their opponents have been announced, but they will be in action. I'm pretty sure that's when they'll formally accept the uh, formally accept the challenge of Proud and Powerful. Uh, we got the two tag team tournament matches. Now, yes. and, and this is what we'll talk about for a little bit. SCU versus Dark Order. Who you got going over? I mean, please be SCU. Yeah. Please. Please. I, I am a lightweight fan of the Dark Order. So, I and I picked the Dark Order to be in the finals. So, I have to go with the Dark Order because that's what I picked. But so, but I honestly think from everything this week, it's clearly leading to SCU versus Lucha Bros. Right, like they just gave yeah. Scorpio Scott the one shoe push, so yeah. like he kind of needs to follow that through to the finals at least. Yeah, so you would you would think you would think anyway. I'm hoping they give them some time because the Dark Order, their strength is entering work. Their characters yes. kind of suck, but their strength <laughs> is really. It's it's in ring work. I mean, they will. If you watch them wrestle, they generally will change change your mind as far as how you feel about them. Right. So I have. I don't do any of the supplemental watching. Like I feel like you got a two hour show, or in the case of Raw, you have a three hour show. Do you? You know, tell me everything you need. Need to. You need to get done in your. You know, two or three hour show. So, like, what have they done with the uh, with the Dark Order that, like, I guess haven't like you know made you feel better than what they've shown even on like the tv or the pay-per-views only thing i said is they haven't done any of the lights out them popping up they didn't do that last week because okay i mean they had the opportunity with you know with scu winning after they had gotten jumped and he's like oh scu's taking on the dark order it honestly would have made sense if the lights went out and up on the screen, you saw the Dark Order talking to them, but they've stayed away from them. They've actually kept the Dark Order completely off TV. Except, you know, they've had been on Dark, but this will be mm-hmm. their first match where most people will have seen them. This will be their introduction. So they've really taken them away. So a lot of that bad taste, that, that the strong bad taste mm-hmm. that people yeah. had for them has kind of faded, and maybe they'll just let them you know, let their in-ring work speak for their actions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just think it's more of like the librarians. What did they do yep. to help everybody? They just kind of took them out. They just stopped focusing on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, hey, 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 man, this, this isn't really working. Let's turn you down. Some. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to say you're not working. We're just not going to focus on you at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lucha Bros and Power and Private Party, you know, it's been kind of split, uh, you know. See, there are the shoot 
private party to the moon uh, people with, you know, SCU, you know, with the SCU beef, SCU could technically cost them the match and get private party in it. I mean, it could cost uh, Lucha Bros the match to make private party advance. I have this pronoun thing that I do. I hate it. But, um, but yes, so Lucha Bros could get the, could get out by caused by SCU as revenge for the attack on Christopher Daniels. Or you could just see Lucha Bros beating private party and moving on. Or what do you think? I think that they're going to have a spectacular match. Uh, I think that it's going to be the best match of this week amongst, um, Amongst Wednesday Night Wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be one of the best matches in all of AEW history. Um, I think they're going to go crazy, and I think that the Lucha Bros are going to win because I think the Lucha Bros are going to eventually be the first AEW Tag Champions. Um, I've, I thought that before the tournament uh, started, and there's nothing to you know make me think differently so far. Um, now you have the Young Bucks uh, doing the LAX thing, um, and that kind of helped the fact that, or that was part of the reason why they lost in the first round. That helped get over uh, Private Party. But the Private Party don't need to, you know, immediately come in and be on top as champions or, or even in, in the title match uh, or in the uh, final. They need to start off where they're super over, they had an upset win, that, that upset win gets them to the mid-card, and then they can go from there and then eventually ascend to that over time. Like, not everybody needs to be rocket-strapped immediately to the top when that's not something that they've proved yet right like there is there is uh, you know i'm a person that believes in like things being earned as opposed to just throwing at you and you're just like okay that's cool like it it, it, like there's something for it to be cool but like cool plus like the the journey and and feeling like it's earned that also adds so like they're a team that i definitely want to strap up eventually and built up but like that's down the road just like i believe that like there is a Hangman should be the ch- should be champion someday down the road two three four years from now, but not right now. So, Lucha Bros, go Lucha Bros Power Party are going to go kill it. Um, I'm probably going to lose my mind watching that match, and um, yeah. and I think that Lucha Bros win. Yeah, because you got to think about this. If they put the belts on Private Party, who's been wrestling like a year or two or whatever, and <laughs> where do they where do you go from there? Right. Where do you go from there? And you see it happen in the WWE and other companies where they hot shot a person too fast. And then it's like, well, we don't got nothing for you, kid, because you ran out of storylines. Private parties slow climb back up to the tag tag titles is the story to tell. It's right. It's the story to tell. And it's just like Lucha Bros and SCU are proven. They are multiple champions around multiple different promotions. They, one of them should be one. And I I am probably in my brain is thinking the re, you know, they'll probably do a rematch at, you know, whoever wins, they'll end up doing a rematch at uh, full gear. If that you, even if we even get a winner. Hmm. Wait, is it the finals? Uh, like right before? Yeah, is that the go home show? Yeah, right? I mean, it's not the go home show. The go home show is the sixth. Uh, the finals That's is right. the thirtieth. Right. So if we That's don't right. get a winner there, I could see them pushing the tournament winner to that ninth show. They wouldn't do us like that. I don't think they would. This, this is this is not the like this is. 
I don't think this promotion is out here trying to like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this thing, and then like, oh yeah, it's gonna go to a time limit draw, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna have you come back for it later, uh, you know, and and uh, what would that be? Ten days? Like, no, I don't think they're gonna do that. No, yeah, at least I hope not. Yeah, I think they'll definitely do the, but I do think they'll do the rematch thing. Like the champion will be decided, and then a rematch will happen on the ninth, maybe. You know, maybe something, maybe Christopher Daniels has something to do with the actual result. And they're like, no, no, we're not going to do it like that. So I don't know. There's a lot of things that they can do. And I absolutely look forward to all the matches that are coming up. It's the best tag team division in the world, period, Uh, period. I think they're the best. You know, I think it's just everybody's kind of a star in this tag team division, except, you know, Angelico and Jack Evans. And, and, and they're good. They're, they're, they're very really good. good. Jack like, Evans is really good, and Helico I've um, always been a fan of. Like, Jack Evans is, like, the perfect, like, shithead heel. Yes. Like, he... Does not like, care if people boo him. <laughs> no, no, he's just, like, he's a dummy, but, like, he thinks he's so cool. Yes. And then, like, right... And, and like that's part of the heat, obviously. That that the fact that he's that aloof to realize that he's really just a, uh, you know, he he's just like it, it, it's very I'm, I'm similar, but like I imagine in a different world, like him and Kyle O'Reilly would be like the perfect heel tag team. Yes, yes, I can just, see just, that. just 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 dummies, just just dumb heels. Like. We we don't really get dumb heels in the way that we probably as much as we should, but like they they make a great team together. Yes, yes, and it, I mean they're it, all great teams already, but I mean like that together would just be just just mwah, just a, just a chef's kiss of oh they're such they're such douches. I can't wait for them to get their heads kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I man. Uh, they're one of those teams when I first saw them and you see what Jack Evans can do, the things he can do so naturally, like yep. not even trying, like he walked on his hands down the ramp, like all the way down. It's like, dude, you're not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. very cool. Uh, but yeah, that is our preview for next week. Uh, did you catch wait, any, huh? Wait, wait, we missed a match. Did we miss it? Oh, we the main missed, event. We missed, we missed our main, main event. event. You know what? You know why we missed the main event? Just a little production. I had it first. Like, I was going to talk about gotcha. everything else, but I gotcha. had it first, so I skipped past it and didn't come back to it. Yeah, the big match from this week. I love when storylines from the previous leaks leads to matches to the next week. Your main event is a dream match. It is John Moxley versus Pack. <laughs> this match is going to be fucking ridiculous. What you said is it's a dream match. I think myself, yes, it's a dream match. But I'm like, I also can imagine Vince putting it like the, the bottom half of an hour on a raw because he doesn't dude. know what the hell he's doing. Dude, dude. Like, this match is gonna be so good. Yes, no, like you know, I can tell you my storyline. I have Ambrose gets jumped by Seth Rollins or something, or loses to Seth Rollins the week before. So they have to prove that Ambrose is a lunatic and he's crazy. So the next match he has next week, he has a match with Neville and he just attacks him and the match never happens. That's WWE. Like that is such a that is such a nine thirty eight ass match on Raw. <laughs> yes, it's like like he's like you don't even get a match. The lunatic went crazy and the match never started. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so, 
So in the main event, John Marksley versus Pac. Uh, since they both have left, uh, both have left WWE. Uh, you know, this has kind of been they have reinvented themselves. Pac actually took the character that he was doing on crew uh, on uh, two hundred five live and kind of just turned it up till ten and just became even shittier and even more despicable. <laughs> and I love that about it. I love it. It is like, you know what? He's like, I'm going to do what they did, but I'm just doing way better. Right? You know? And then Moxley, he's the character everybody wanted from the beginning. You know? Much, it, yeah. it, it, this is the character we thought we were going to get when he left the Shield. This, was, <laughs> this is pretty much, I mean, aside from a little bit of cursing and a beard, this is more or less character that we saw him like putting like when he was jumping out like jumping out of boxes and then like basically like any a- any time Seth Rollins is on camera he is in danger of me running up on this dude and trying to mm-hmm. crash his skull in like do you remember there was a I think there was supposed to, uh, during that summer like he was they had that lumberjack match. Um, there was a match that got called off where like Ambrose is so much on Seth's ass that Seth just like got in in the rental and just re- left the building. Yes, like, yes, I remember that he, one. In, until eventually it led to Hell in a Cell. But like that's the Ambrose we're sort of getting right now. Like that Warpath like uh, focused on a goal target that he's going to take off. Like you almost like imagine him like uh, if they ever do a road to uh, video for him pa- video package like the Cody. Uh, Focus thing that we got at the beginning of this show, of this past week's show, where like they do want Ambrose. Like, you imagine Ambrose, like, he's in a, like, he gets up, or he's in a, he wakes up in a room somewhere, and like, he basically is like staring into a picture, like, that's like tacked onto the wall of like Kenny Omega's face. And like, the goal is to attack and beat that face for, <laughs> until, uh, for like, until we get to full gear. Like, I, I, I can't wait till they wrestle each other and I can't wait to see this match and like mostly the motivation is behind this match is like I'm going to bite your face off pot because you got in my, my you got in the way of my focus on Am- or not Ambrose but on Omega like I, yeah. I love this like everything makes sense in this program on this show so far yeah. like or at least like in enough enough sense to where like it takes it they can come on the back end of it and like say one or two things and be like oh okay. Like, it's easy to answer all the questions. Yeah. And, like, Pac is simple. You caused me to lose. Right. That's it. I don't like you because you – well, Pac, Pac doesn't like anybody, but he yes. especially doesn't like you now because you caused him. He doesn't like the Moxley now because he caused uh, – um, what am I thinking? Pac to lose. Pac. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and I was like, I lost it. I don't know why. Uh, so uh, when that happens, it's just gonna. I just think it's gonna be a knockdown, drag out. I think this might be a two, maybe three segment main event. Three segments. Wow. Yeah, I think th- I think they're gonna give them some time, and and unless they add something, they haven't. You know, the matches that they have on, you know, that seem like they're gonna take up. The, I think they're gonna let give them some time to work on this one. The only thing is, I would I. I know how it's building towards November 9th, but I would really like Kenny Omega to just be on commentary. I don't want him to actually interrupt this match. I want to Same see, here. I want Same to here. see a winner in this match. Same here. Yeah, now, after the match, do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> after the match, do what you do. But I want someone to win straight up 
and then you know Omega does his thing. So uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this match. I, it, it stuns me that I skipped because as soon as they announced it, I'm like at Wednesday. I'm like at work by myself. Like what? They're putting that on TV. <laughs> They're giving that out to us on regular TV. I'll take it. Yeah, this is this is um not not even mission that way. Like yeah, this is the biggest match they've done on TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah! It's like they're giving us this match, and it's just like, man, yeah, it's two yeah. people main eventing. It's gonna be great, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, did I miss? I don't think I missed any news for this week. Tickets for Corpus Christi went on sale Friday. That's the December 11th show. I was thinking about going to it, but Corpus Christi is a nine-hour drive from me, so I would get there into. Damn near the show starts. If I leave working, yeah, I wouldn't get there to damn near the show starts with zero sleep. So, <laughs> yeah, I would be sitting in like the third row, passed out. So, I don't think that is what I'm gonna do. And also, another thing is like, what is there in Corpus Christi? Apparently, Corpus Christi is a huge. I know this is in the middle of December, but this huge spring break spot in Texas. Like hotels that are already sold out for spring break now. Cool, but like it's October or sorry, yeah, it's December. December. It will be December. There's nothing. I don't know. I like I, me. Only reason I wanted to go is I can't tell you what number it was, but one of the Clash of the Champions was from Corpus Christi. That was back when I was really big in the WCW, mm-hmm. and it's just like I was like, man, to watch a show in Corpus Christi would be pretty cool and that was kind of like honestly that's all it takes me for me to make a 10 hour drive is man that would be cool uh, so so I was like man that would be cool but then reason started to come in there and I was like well if I can't find anyone to drive because I would probably need the most of the drive to sleep if I can't get anyone to drive then I probably should just stay home so I am going to. I'll be in Dallas the week before, so, but I'll miss Corpus Christi. See, like, look, man, you ain't, you don't have to go to half of these shows, Floyd. I, you can I, you can you can watch it on TV with the rest of us. I have a goal of going to every pay per view AEW does as long as they're a company. <laughs> so is is that going to hold true if they go into a monthly uh into a monthly no, deal? No, it won't. Oh, no, see? no. No, this is the quarterly thing. I was like, this is okay. only if they stick with their idea of quarterly shows. I can do it four times a year, you know, <laughs> go wherever they are and watch a show. But, yeah, if they go to uh, monthly shows, I'm going to have to be like, oh, the streak is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, I, I, I just, it's just, I, I like I said, the fascination for me, and, it, and that's what, like, I'm a big Cody person. But I'm fascinated with the whole company, how it started. Really, I know Tony Khan was thinking about it, but it really did start with a tweet. You know, the whole Dave Meltzer thing that set the fire under everybody's ass to do all in. And then Khan's like, oh, well, I have people I can start a company with. So let's do this. You know, it's just like how all of that has snowballed is just like fascinating it wasn't just like oh a billionaire just decided to start a wrestling company he's like you know i have these guys and this is a very rare opportunity that i can start a wrestling company with draws you know with you know 
a bunch of right. people that can draw tickets. It's like I said, it's just so crazy to me. It's like not something I ever thought I would see in our lifetime at, yeah, at all. Like I, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> would never expect like you know the the second biggest promotion in the country helping its stars start up the company that eventually cannibalizes its business and leaves it basically to die. Yeah. I, I never, never expected a ring of honor to say, Hey, you're our top stars. Let's show you how to make, do your own shows so that you can eventually leave us. And yes. then we are irrelevant. Yeah. You know, you know, and I heard this on voice of the wrestling, but it was really the idea. We all talk on the internet and he was like, what if one of us, one of the wrestling geeks, one of the marks, one of the people that are in the crowds. What if we had a shit ton of money and started our own wrestling company? Ah, that's cool, but it'll never happen. It did. Ha! It it happened. The shit we were talking. It's, it's here. <laughs> it happened. It's literally here. Yes, it happened. So if if. All my support dollars are going to go to this company because it's pretty much what I dreamed of. Tony Tony is living my dream, you know, and he's doing it way better than I would have, <laughs> you know, because Cody just be yep. undefeated and be the champion and have all the balance oh, yeah. with me because uh, I'm a mark, you know, I'm a mark for Cody. I mean, I'm not I'm not a business person. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, well, why can't Cody just win everything? <laughs> oh, Cody man. is women's champion. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, uh, seriously, yeah, it's like it seems like it's in the right hands. From everything that they've done, every show they put on, it seems like professional wrestling is in good hands. So I am looking forward to the rest of this. James, do you? I know you're on Twitter and stuff. Did I miss anything in the world of the elite? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I, I've kind of stayed away from Twitter, uh, this week in particular. Uh, I mean, uh, so I, I haven't really seen much, but I mean, outside of really the Marco stunt thing, really not that much. Yes. Uh, I did. I did want to mention this for the people that are listening for anyone going to Charlotte, uh, the first hundred fans on a first come first base, first, uh, serve basis. Uh, this is the November 6th show. We'll get to meet Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Brandy, and Cody. So the first hundred fans will get to meet all, and they said this might be the first time to do it. So I was thinking, is is Pharaoh going to be there? No, Pharaoh will not be there. I oh. was actually thinking that the show wasn't selling well. I was like, that's the only reason they're doing this. And then I <laughs> went to I went to the tickets, and it's about eighty five percent sold out. So. Okay. I think they just wanted to do it. You know, Cody was born in Charlotte, so maybe he might be doing just something special for that. I was like, man, this show must not be selling at all. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, because even Dallas, I went to Dallas. I was just checking Dallas tickets, and in, I'd say Dallas is about seventy to seventy percent sold out. Seventy to seventy-five percent sold out, and it's like that's not till December eleventh. So they're they're still doing pretty good on the selling of the tickets, which was one of my concerns. Because I was like, Same here. I was like one of my concerns because I was like the crazy, uh, the crazy, all crazy elite fans can't go to every show, you know, just can't, you know, 
Yeah, I mean there are only, there are only but so many Floyds on this on this in this country. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so we only can <laughs> we only can pay to fly out and go to shows, and it looks like they're selling to everyone else, which is great. And you know, I will tell you if you go into the live crowd, prepare to be loud, prepare to be noise. You have to remember, you know, like <laughs> Seattle has that twelfth man. I mean, the crowd is the crowd. The crowd is the character. The crowd is the character. Am I am I wrong? It's just so funny, like, because I, I do this, I do this show with Rich, and we always talk about it. Like, look, man, it's a TV show. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. If you don't, don't. But you don't feel like you have to like cap for whatever, whatever you're watching to make you just to make you feel like you like to because you have somehow have attached uh, whatever you're watching to your sense of self worth. Right, like if it's bad, it's bad. You don't have to lie about it. Like it is what it is. But then it's if you on the other hand, Floyd, who is a, a very reasonable person, you just like I need you to show up and show out, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hey man, I, I mean, leave the ticket for somebody else if you ain't coming to make noise, man. For real. <laughs> I'm like for real. I'm like I'm serious about that. They're like they're telling you, I'm telling you, man. The crowds these first three weeks have been just like. I mean, honestly, let me say the two weeks that I even wasn't there, they've been so great. And it's just like, it reminds me of WWE back in the day, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not even talking about back in the day, like 2000. I'm like like 2009, 2010, where the people were there cared about what was going on. Yeah, that Jericho (laughs) promo, um, not this week, the week before, week two, when he's out there in front of the crowd and he's just basically, you know, just going blacking out like and the crowd is reacting to every little thing he does like that put me in the mind of like back in the day when it was like a rock or an austin or events promo when like they would just go out there and just kill it and you're just like and then the crowd is reacting and just hanging off every word they're saying because like they're so into the show and they're so happy to be there because it's the it, it, to them it's the hot thing and it's like that to me back to that that gave me the feeling of like that's the attitude era and I mean necessarily like look the attitude era had a bunch of trash in it and they did a bunch of things that like I wish for the and probably the, the the business would be uh wrestling industry would be in a better position today than it uh if it weren't for some of the stuff they end up doing with all the hot shotting and all that and nonsense and abortions and all the other nonsense and hands and whatever else. But like that feeling was like wow, like, I haven't really seen that for a promo, like, since then. Like, that's kind of cool. So, so yeah, I definitely agree with you, but, like, yeah, I need you to show up and cheerlead. I cheerlead yeah. for this show. You know, I am selfishly I am selfishly saying TV's better when the crowd's into it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's I, like, I was watching King of Pro Wrestling, and I will say, I, I know these people are going through a typhoon. I do, and I know... They had a lot more on their mind in wrestling, but that crowd was so dead. It was so hard to get into some of the stuff. It was like they were, you know, like, like New Japan crowds or you know Japanese crowds are usually, you know, not very rowdy anyway. But it was mm-hmm. like nothing it was like, what were you reacting to? And it was just like, and it took me it. It was kind of hard for me to get into. So selfishly, I, th- I thought they were. I thought they were good for the Liger match. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh my god, they were amazing for that match. That was my favorite match of the. If if you're asking my true favorite match of the week, that was my favorite match of the week. Um, I thought that I thought they reacted well to some of the stuff that happened in the um the Osprey sh- match. Yeah, it was. But in just in general, they were just yeah there, and it was just like so. Yes, wrestling is better for the person at home 
when the crowd's into it. Veer the face, you know, boo the, boo the heels, cheer the faces. And it's just like, but, you know, I really do want it to be natural. If you don't, if something's not getting over, don't put it over. That's how you end up with stupid shit, you know? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. Because when you put it over, if it's dumb, don't put it over. But I'm just saying, come prepared to cheer, you know? Come prepared to look, you know, be a part of the audience. It's just like you see people, <laughs> you see people in the first row and the match is going on and they're looking at their cell phones and you just like, dude, I just want to be over there and just go slap their phone out their hand. Like, dude, you can do that shit at home. <laughs> I mean, it's still killing me. Like, come here and be loud and stay your ass at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it's, audience participation is necessary. And now, and this does exclude anyone with any type of sensory needs, sensory needs hey, that you can't be loud or all that stuff. I get it. But I'm just saying, in general, come prepared to enjoy the show. That's the nice way of putting it. That's a piece. Just come prepared to enjoy the show. Yeah, that's that's the nice way to put it. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, no stupid chance. I got so many like I'm watching on Twitter and he's like, this guy's chanting this, this guy's chanting this. First of all, y'all snitches. Second of all, <laughs> just tell the people to shut up and move on. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I think anybody that's gone to enough of these shows, uh, you know, any wrestling shows, ha- they've dealt with their share of idiots that want to say ridiculous stuff or whatever else. Absolutely. And all, all you have to do is some is some simple, you know, quick, you know, crowd shaming, and then move on from there. Yeah, with, with ex- the show. yeah exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, we've covered everything. I want y'all to make sure uh, we are recording this on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. But make sure you catch Rich. And James on One Nation Radio, they you usually release Sunday night, right? Yeah, Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, Sunday night on and make sure on all your uh, podcast apps you are following the Social Suplex family of podcasts, including this show, One Nation Radio, Keep It Strong Style, and a few other shows I don't remember off the top of my head the name so i don't want to get them wrong but the ricky and Clyde wrestling podcast getting the ring and also keeping the strong cell there you go oh and uh also groman watches shit every other wednesday every other wednesday there you go that's why james is here hey james you know that's why he's here for this kind of stuff but james anything else you want to give your twitter or whatever oh uh you can follow me on twitter at james boyd 87 where I basically uh, retweet funny things that I see on my timeline and occasionally have to, like, dunk on whatever ridiculous dumb thing I see on my timeline from my mutuals posting it or liking it or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's my that's me. Yes, and, of course, you can follow me at AT Elite Pod. Uh, I'd rather you just follow, my, uh, follow the show than my uh, regular Twitter because my regular Twitter is must me bitching about Florida State and the Kansas City Chiefs. So there you go. I'd oh yeah, that that's the bond that me and Floyd have. Like my 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 avatar on my Twitter is the Chief Osceola with, with the Jordan crying face. So yeah, yes. that's how you know it's yes. me. Yes, definitely. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully you enjoy Dynamite next week as we go into Week Four. Looking forward to another win. So uh, this is me. Thank you, James, for being on the show. And this is me, Floyd, reminding you whether it's home, work, or school. Always do your best to be elite.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co 